Welcome, beautiful souls. You are listening to the Abundant Therapist Podcast with me, Kerry Beavis. I am the founder of the Abundant Therapist Community and the Affluent Therapist Collective for the solo beauty and wellness business owner. I am an award-winning beauty therapist that's had my own successful home salon from a converted bedroom, and I grew it from nothing with many failed attempts along the way. I know what it's like to grow and evolve a beauty business on your own. And every episode, I'll be talking to you about ways to inspire you and help you build a fabulously successful and aligned beauty and wellness career and business. You have got this, and I am here to be your biggest cheerleader and show you how to make your vision a reality. So let's get started and make some magic happen. Hello and welcome to my first podcast. I wanted in this first episode just to introduce who I am, what I'm all about, and what to expect from these podcast series, these episodes, um, but also to give a little background of kind of like who I am. In case you're listening to, starting to listen to these podcasts and you're thinking, who is she? Where does she come from? And where does she get off telling me how to run my life and my business? I have been in the beauty and wellness industry for, my goodness, well over 18 years. So quite a while. I went back to college after going to university to study jewellery design, which I hated, and went back to beauty. And it was always something that I wanted to do. But I don't know if you can relate. It was always thought as, which is still, I think, the case today, as the industry you go in, you don't earn a lot of money, you need to use your brain more. Like I can remember, you know, kind of like, oh, do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? It seemed to be the industry that you go into and it's very stereotypical. And I don't think it could be further from the truth, but I really wanted you to do it. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I went originally, um, left university. I went there to beauty college to start off being a makeup artist. But I think really the truth was I felt like that had more clout to it. And it was more acceptable to leave university to go back to study makeup artistry than it was to be beauty therapist, which I am ashamed to say. But when I started, um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love the, even the anatomy and physiology got me going, (laughs) the massage, the facials. So I literally did it all and I just fell in love with it. And from there, even when I was still studying, I'd managed to get a part-time job in a little salon next to me or near me and she had a training school and she was like I want you to be a trainer like that's my goal for you this is even when I was still at college so I started even then doing little kind of makeup taster days for people and I just really fell in love with teaching and so that started off another a kind of journey for me. So once I got out of college, I went and trained with Elemis, worked at the High Street Salon, met my husband in one of the gyms I worked at, and sort of just worked my way up, learning, doing all my teaching qualifications. And I loved teaching. We did VTCT there. All of it, I was kind of like their principal tutor at one point. It was just a kind of a quite small training room. Well, it had, you know, it was a decent size and I loved it. Did try working at a college, but it just wasn't for me. I couldn't handle it. And I prefer teaching adults 
that want to be there. <laughs> it's just much easier for me. And they're, for me, I just really, really enjoyed it more rather than the kind of having to, you know, almost bribe kids into learning <laughs> the trade. So it wasn't for me. And I just love more adult learning. Although we did have younger people um, where I taught and it was one day, oh, it was just so lovely seeing people grow. I just love it. Love, love, love. So teaching has been part of me, even when I was a kid, like I used to pretend to be a teacher, marking people in. So it's in my blood. And so from there, I then went to work in spas, into London. And I constantly, when I think about it, I was a bad employee wherever I've worked because I've always thought, what can I get out of this job to help me grow and evolve as a therapist and really towards my ultimate goal, which has always been to work for myself, um, to either, at one point, I wanted to have a business that was almost in competition with Champneys. <laughs> they were as big as my visions were. I've always been quite ambitious, not quite there with the Champneys things. And I went off the boil wanting a salon with staff. And I was just like, Oof, maybe it's not for me. I'm starting now to think I would like to do it at a later date. So I've still got the vision, but not as big as Champneys. <laughs> I don't think I want that. So I've worked in Champneys as well. So I've, I'm very much kind of old school. I am an old school therapist as in, you know, where I used to train and assess. Your hair's got to be up. No long nails when you're doing massage. I am a bit of a stickler. But that's kind of like my upbringing from the, the industry. You know, your name badge on the left, your watch on the right. Don't have bright, bold colours in your hair. It was very much like that. We were all very quiet had to look the same almost for that professional air for the sort of spas I worked at. And that's held me in good stead, I think. It really has. It's made me be very professional. I've learned a lot from everywhere I've worked. I've picked up skills, worked some amazing product houses and learned so much about our industry. And one of my major goals, even when I was at college, was to get involved with professional beauty. I remember back in the day, when the shows were like so rammed, like they were so, so rammed and there was the magazine, which obviously there still is. And I was like, I want to be part of that, to be one of the experts, to win one of the awards. And years later, back in 2016, I did win. It was on my vision board. I used to journal about it, imagine it, envision it. I'm very much into the law of attraction. And I showed up as an award winner when I knew I was going to enter. And then when I'd entered, I showed up within my business because by then I'd had I'd started my bedroom from home and was doing really, really well with it. And I embodied that award winning ethos. And then I was pregnant with my little boy when I went to the, um, the trade part of the, uh, the awards. And I won. I did win Beauty Therapist of the Year. I've now, from that, had so many wonderful opportunities from being on the BBC radio, being on the telly, <laughs> miming to Jack Whitehall how I won the award. And I was there with the best Lou Fitter of the Year and Gas Installation Guy of the Year. Oh, and Grave Digger of the Year. <laughs> So we had to mime how we won our award on national telly in front of. So, you know, I was ready for it. But I've written for the magazine and now I also speak at their shows. 
And it's just enabled me to do some really fun things. So if you are thinking of going into these awards, just do it. Just don't hold back. And I'm very much in law of attraction, like I said. So if I have a idea, I have a bee in my bonnet about something I want to achieve, I put my all into it. I will visualize it. I will act upon it. I will journal, put it on a vision board and take inspired action and become a better version of me to get the thing that I want. And I really do believe a lot of it is mindset. I can remember working at one of the spas and one of the girls saying, you've got to watch The Secret. It's like amazing. It's life changing. And that actually was the first time that I'd ever heard of The Secret, The Law of Attraction. I started to watch this uh, this film and the next day I was actually late for work. I got up like an hour late. I couldn't believe it. I was like so much of the law of attraction. But I went in with a completely different mindset and everything worked out totally fine. But it was the catalyst for understanding that your thoughts become things and your actions have so much influence on how life turns out for you. Um, And it's a very good starting point. I don't think it's got it all in it. And you watch it and you think, well, what do I do now with this book? But over the years, I have really like grow and evolved and understand kind of what what it takes. And I love it. And I'm very, I'm pretty woo woo now, I must admit, quite woo woo, love to hug a tree. But then I also love to carry a Louis Vuitton. So, you know, I listen to beautiful spa music, but then I'll also put on rap and grime (laughs) if I'm in the mood like I'm very eclectic with my tastes in life and the extremes and I love it love to be alone but then I also love a city and it's just and I think I work now now I've turned 40 working on what lights me up and my aim is to work in alignment with my core values and what I really really want to get out of life and this is what I try to teach and inspire other therapists to teach people that you are limitless and it's sometimes only you that can hold you back and I know life happens and I'm going to talk about that a little bit in a minute but everything can pass and I think with the right tools and mindset anything is possible and sometimes it's harder for others than uh, than some and it's a journey it is a journey After I won the award, my life did change quite a bit because I was pregnant, like I said, with my little boy in 2016 and he was born. So I won the award in February and he was born that summer. And I think I was really at the top of my game. I had my beauty business at home called The Revive Company. I taught Pilates as well and it was going really well. I was making 3k months plus I had a great product range I was selling retail I worked how I wanted to I didn't want to work back to back because I'd done that in spas and got quite poorly from it so it's not for me and it I worked on my terms and I loved it like it was my my rules my work and I'd won this award so I was like oh my god life couldn't get any better and then I had a baby and then I'd gone having a baby for me was extremely traumatic, had a horrendous birth. And I'm very blessed to have a child. And I I understand that. And But everything was completely, I had postnatal depression, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And I completely lost who I was, 
my business was my baby and I had the freedom to do what I want when I wanted. And then all of a sudden through trauma and pain physically and mentally, I had a baby to look after. For me, it wasn't what the Pampers advert taught me it was going to be or even NCT or whatever you call it. It was trauma right then and there that I had to navigate through. And he was a beautiful baby and we were very blessed. But for me, my mind was screwed up. (laughs) Even going to Sainsbury's was a big deal. Like the anxiety I had, I hated people looking at my baby. I hated people looking at me. It was it was awful, if I'm really honest. I mean, I loved him, but I was numb. I was completely numb. Um, and with therapy, counselling, time, I different tools, kinesiology, tapping, like EFT, meditating, journaling. I am learning five years later to get out the other side. And I still think I still have traumas that I still need to release but I'm working on that I don't think a pandemic helped (laughs) be able to help heal my my demons from that but this is part of my story and part of my journey and it has made me a stronger person and I think when people used to say I was you know oh you were delicate you were sensitive I look back now and when you've gone through any trauma you realize you wasn't delicate you wasn't um you was you know you was in this kind of this bubble but actually I realize now that I was at my strongest because I got up and showed up as best as I could and that takes strength strength and it takes courage to to do that so actually back now I'm I'm proud of myself but I had a lot of resentment issues that my life had changed and I didn't want it to change that much. Um, And everyone has gone through trauma and it's about navigating it. So I want you to know if you are going through a life-changing event, life can, it may take a longer time for you than others, but life can, the ebb and flow of life will mean that it will pass. And I think if you have the right tools and you take the time to look after yourself and be kind to yourself, you can get over these things. Um, Or they not maybe even so we get over it, but you start a different journey and you start to trust yourself more and you can gain confidence back. And that's where I am right now. You may see me on my Facebook page or on Instagram showing up, doing lives and thinking, well, she seems all right. She's got confidence. But that took me a long time to get over that. I had a coach and he was like, right, you need to start doing lives. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I am not. Um, and I'd appeared on Blooming National Telly in front of millions, but I couldn't press live on Facebook. I was like, no, I can't do it. Because when you're on the telly, you're in a small, quiet, in a little room. Yeah, you've got cameras at you and it's bloody nerve wracking. But you forget that people are watching it, bizarrely. So I understand what it's like to feel fear and have to show up for your business. I mean, when I started to grow my business at home, do you know what? I didn't do one Facebook Live, I don't think, because social media was different then. Um, you know, there was no such thing as Canva even. My my newsletters from Mailchimp were rubbish, but they still worked. So I have learned a lot along this journey of being in this industry and of having my at-home therapy room when we moved to where I live now. I knew nobody, not a sausage. So I didn't have 
my mum. I didn't have my friends to build my business up, to help me, to get my word out of who I am. And I think that's one thing I've learned is as much as your friends and your family love you, you can't rely on them to build your business. They'll do so much. And some are, you know, you may be very blessed with friends. And I am blessed with my friends. Like I love them dearly. But I never relied on them to grow my business. One, none of them live around me. So how can I? I can't put that responsibility on someone else's shoulders. It's mine. And with all of your business decision, ultimately, it's you. And if you are not happy with your boundaries or how much you charge or the clients that you have, it's down to you to change your ways. And change is inevitable. Struggle is an option. And that's what we used to have a saying where I used to work. That's what we had on the door. And my boss used to say, in this place, it should be the other way around because people don't like change. (laughs) And everyone just seemed to love to struggle. But it's very true. So my reasoning for starting the Abundant Therapist podcast and the Facebook group is from my experience of building a business from nothing and also going through different, you know, life and knowing what it takes to be successful, to be an award winner, to navigate through trauma and to also teach at an uh, industry standard is now my mission, my purpose is to inspire other therapists on what is possible. And if you have dreams, goals, desires in life that I believe you can achieve them. I love manifesting, like I said. And when I had my little boy Maddox, my manifesting muscle was way out. I was just trying to survive. And so I didn't spend time visualizing the future and thinking about goals. I live very much in the moment, which was what I needed to do then to get me through it. But I think once you're over something like that, if you start to think about who it is you want to become, where you want your life, where you want your business to go, and you embody that, I think it is possible. I really do believe anything is possible. So I want to be teaching you through these podcasts, mindset, mindfulness, helping you with your self-worth, embodying your inner queen to build your therapy empire but also the business strategy to balance the feminine and the masculine to sometimes have to do the thing that you don't want to do to take those actionable steps to step into who you are to be proud of who you are and to own who you are and to build that confidence to follow your truth without comparing yourself to others which is much easier said than done I know so I really hope this podcast inspires you and makes you realize that you are worthy of success that you can build a business your way and that you are worthy of being paid and that you know enough and to stop being scared of what people think because you are doing yourself a disservice I believe we have one life And what a shame it would be for us to waste this experience and these goals and the desires that you have because you are scared of what people might think, um, your fears come into play and they stop you. That to me is a tragedy that I don't want to be part of in my life. I want to step forward with courage, with vulnerability and go for it. And that is my my purpose for you, I feel like this is a bit of a pep talk. You're thinking, oh gosh, she's on one, she's off. 
(laughs) But I see it time and time again in our industry. So many people, because we've been told you can't make money in the industry, we've been told, oh, it's all full of like bimbos that haven't got a brain cell. It's the job you do when you're no good at school. And it's BS. It is BS. This industry is worth millions and billions of pounds worldwide, and we are part of it. Be proud that you are part of an amazing industry that makes a difference to people. You help people tackle their day to go into their day feeling better, whether it's lash tinting or whether it's two-hour body treatments. You have a part of that within their life. You empower people, and that is powerful. And also, I want to give you like a high five, like well done for following your path, following your passion. And if you have your own business or you're thinking about it, bloody well done. Because there's millions of people in this world that think about it, that go, I'd love to start my own business. But, and they're tied to a job, they're tied to a pay packet, and they are not willing to take the risk. If you're listening to this, I know you want to take the risk or you have, you may not be where you want to be. But if you keep on going, taking the steps daily, weekly, monthly, allow yourself kindness when you don't feel like it, but get back on that horse, it will happen for you. And you should be proud that you have started this journey or you're starting it or you're well established. I burst with pride with anyone that has taken the risk to start living their dreams because that takes courage. So if anything, I'm all about congratulating and celebrating your wins. And rather than going, oh God, life's crap, not doing this, celebrate that if you've got nothing else to celebrate right now. Even if business is not going as you want it to be, you've decided to take the risk and you're listening to this. It can only go up from here with a few twirly bits in between. So thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've loved this week's episode of the Abundant Therapist podcast. And if you want more help to build your fabulously aligned beauty and wellness business, then join the hundreds of therapists and solar therapists in my Facebook group, The Abundant Therapist, where you will have access to live Q&As, masterclasses, challenges, and more good stuff to help you create your vision within your business. If you want to know more about working with me or download your free digital book, Creating Your Five Star Customer Experience, And to read the blog, then head to www.theabundanttherapist.com. I really look forward to knowing more about you, where your vision is going, and please feel free to reach out and say hi. Have a fabulous day.